Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh Reinings, and today we are back with another podcast episode. And let it be known, I was actually considering doing an entire podcast episode on Kevin Durant. Uh, while the news cycle is slow, hold up, before y'all start reacting, even though the news cycle is slow within the NBA, and if you include stuff in the WNBA, um, I was going to just cover that and then go straight into Kevin Durant and break that thing all the way down. But then while I was putting together my show notes and just trying to get the podcast ready right, for this beautiful Tuesday morning, I've gotten the news that RJ Barrett actually signed a multi year extension with the Knicks. That is very significant. I'm going to tell you why. You know what? Instead of just telling you why now, I'm going to dedicate this whole podcast episode to. So instead of being about all about Kevin Durant, or about the Suns, Nets, Lakers, uh, Heat, Celtics, Pacers, anyone, everyone that was involved, or at least mentioned, rumorly, just the rumor, and innuendo, all going throughout that, through Kevin Durant, and what it was going to take, and the ultimatum he gave, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's in the past, we scrapped that. So, topic of the day, and what we're going to be talking about for the next I don't know, 40 minutes, I don't know, 50 minutes, how long it takes me. We're going to be talking about R.J. Barrett. And this is the, this is a fact. The R.J. Barrett extension proves that the Knicks always had faith in him and wanted to have him long term. Now, there was a lot of ups and downs. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, in, in his first year, wanted to trade R.J. Barrett. We're going to get to that in a bit. Uh to say that he was right would make you a moron. I could classify you as that. So you know where my stance is on already. But he wanted to win now with this one player. And he's actually a player that fans like. Players like. But would have never gotten the job done. I'll get to that in a bit. We're going we're gonna to break down why R.J. Bear makes sense. We're going to break down the contract. We're going to break down... This new big free that has been unified together, that has been mutated together, has just been formed, whatever you want to work, whatever fancy word you want to use, that has been meshed together. We're going to break that down, but before we get into that, let's just start plugging things in. Let's start doing social media. Y'all already know where to find us. This ain't new. This is not some revolutionary word saying or something shiny, bright that we're saying. But, um, you know where to find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are pretty much everywhere and anywhere. 
But those are our free social media platforms. Uh, you can find us at twitter.com slash courtsideheat, instagram.com slash courtsideheatmba, and facebook.com slash courtsideheat. Um, those, again, those are our free main ones. Check us up, hit us up on the Courtsheat text line, 602-791-2108. That is, we love to hear your guys' feedback, your guys' opinion, whatever it's about. Even if you guys are dead right or dead wrong, doesn't matter. I'll try to debate it either way, right? Uh, that's pretty much who I am, unless it's about the Phoenix Suns and you agree with something I say. Other than I won't debate it. See? One time I won't debate y'all. But, um, yeah, we're on Quartzy Heat everywhere. Um, Google search us if you want to, but you can also go to QuartzyHeat.com. That's the main website. Pretty much, type in our name. Dot com, boom, bada, bang, you won. You can go to the site with amazing content. And also, guys, go to courtsaheat.substack.com. Articles or um, paid subscription articles, might I say, come out every Wednesday and Saturday. Yes. Every Wednesday and Saturday, those two high-quality uh, subscription-based articles will be coming out. Also, if you're on Substack and you follow us or you're a member, whether you're free or you're paying, doesn't matter. You also can listen to the podcast there. So we have that set up for you guys. Again, we're on everywhere. We're going to have this in the show notes below. If you're listening to the podcast, you know where to find us. But I'm going to say anyways, we're on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, maybe. I have no idea. Um, we're on TuneIn. Even if you go to courtsheat.com, we are right then there. Just scroll all the way down, click on the little button, um, the little play button. Boom, bada, bang. You're there listening to the latest episode. But my recommendations for y'all that have an iPhone or if you're one of those people with an Android phone, still love y'all. I'm just team. I'm team on my Apple. I love iPad, uh, iPads, iMacs, uh, pretty much anything that has an I in it. That's from Apple. You pretty much I love Apple, but I've not already said that. But, but yeah, uh, let's go to the iTunes podcast or SoundCloud. SoundCloud's cool, y'all. Um, it's pretty universal. Just get an account, you listen for free, especially when I promote the link. And with that being said, Let's jump right into today's podcast as I have wasted six minutes of just plugging in things and just talking about this episode. Okay, so we all heard the news. We all heard the news of RJ Barron's signing a multi-year contract, it's a four-year extension, it's a four-year rookie extension. That's going to be up to $120 million. It was first reported by ESPN. I believe it was by Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, then we were filling in some of the missing pieces of information. We actually showed up on Google, which is uh, pretty awesome for us. Anytime that we come out with something bombshell or something cool, we always show up on um, Google. That's why we tell you guys to Google us because we are legit right there in the Twitter feed or any feed for that matter. But we joined the conversation and... I gave the breakings. I gave the breaking post on Twitter. I mainly go from Twitter. So if anyone's new to the podcast, 
Hit us up on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That's where the most action happens. But then I wrote I wrote this on Twitter. Um, and it's, it was pretty much at 8.15 last night. Arizona time, of course. And it says this. I wrote an article back in 2019 asking the question. Is RJ Barrett underrated? And then pretty much, I'm not going to read it because it will be really weird for me. To just read, I don't know why it makes me cringe, but I pretty much say go read the article on my website because what I said is proved to be true by this extension. Because what I say has a lot of significance. Knicks got better, Bears made a name for himself. So back in 2019, when he was in the rookie of the year um, category and contention, being one of the nominees and whatnot. Uh, in the midst of all the Zion news, Zion Williamson news, John Morant news, um, everything like that. I said this. This was in my conclusion of, is RJ Barrett underrated? Quote, with all that being said, I believe that RJ Barrett in the next few years will make a name for himself. Hopefully by leaving the Knicks or if the Knicks become good. Um, it go, I, My article goes on, but... To give some context to the article is that I'm breaking down briefly, but detailed enough, of R.J. Barrett and asking the question, and answering the question if he's underrated or not. Short answer: Yes. Um, but I go through some of the key players in Knicks history that were under that were in their prime, but very underwhelming because, oh, in the media's eyes, because of the Knicks. Because, let's be honest, the Knicks were not very good during those time periods, or even back then. They've gained more traction. Uh, the NBA has recognized them more. You're like, dude, they're a billion-dollar franchise. They're in New York, Madison Square Garden, right? Um, some people call it the Mecca. I don't care what you call I don't care where they play. I don't, I don't care. The Knicks were irrelevant for some time, so a good, talented player went to a relevant team. But now I said very clearly, if the Knicks get good, and I was never the biggest Knicks fan. I've Derrick Rose, one of my favorite players, is on there, so that kind of changed my perspective. Of course, pardon me, R.J. Barrett. So you had guys on there, but uh, I was not a big fan. Of the Knicks, so I was a little biased in that comment by saying hopefully he leaves the Knicks. But go read the article, I'm gonna have it down below in the show notes. You guys will understand. But my point is still valid, whether a little biased or not, is this. I said if the Knicks get better, RJ Bell would make a name of himself. And I said that within the next few years. And here we are three years later. And how many is like in a few? Like few meaning. Wait, would that include free? Yeah, a few is considered to be between two and several. The heck? Here, no, 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 no. Here, okay. I see how the dictionary wants to find. Now, let me redefine for you, for y'all. Few is not two. Like, wait, what was couple then? I always took couple of like two. What the heck? I may be an idiot. Uh, and numbers, hold up. Yeah, a couple means two. So how can you tell me four means between two and several? Hold up, hold up, hold up, everyone. 
I'm just going to say this. You can't ever be two. It has to be between three and several. I don't know where. Okay. Hold up. I'm just going to say this real quick. Several. Okay. So, few in my mind is like three to four years. Dictionary.com wants to say, oh, well, few can mean two, so can couple. Okay. Either I'm an idiot or they just don't know the difference. I don't know if I really want to be fine a dictionary. Either way, that's, um, I'm not an English teacher, professor, whatever. I'm not one of those smart people. I am a different type of smart pe person that, oh, my mom says smart people. I'm a different type of smart person that focuses on basketball. And it's way cooler. Because then, like, you can tell people, oh, what, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an English teacher. Woo! Yay! But if you tell people, oh, I write sports for a living. I watch sports for a living. I, I just pretty much eat, sleep, breathe, everything. Sports for a living. Now, it's cooler. People are more invested. So my life is cooler. So the dictionary, oh, those English people, they can have the correct definitions. I'm still going off of mine because I'm the cooler, smarter, sportsy person. But here we go. So when I said that, I meant a few. I meant like three to four years. So my point is that. So while everyone was hopping off the train or going towards Zion, that shiny train wreck, or you're going for John Moran. I understand John Moran. Zion, not that much. But I get it. When you're shoved down your throat a narrative by huge media outlets such as ESPN and everyone else hyping up Zion in college, in the draft, and even when he has injury from the blown out shoe and he had to get surgery and whatnot, um, you have to start believing that. I was, I was an okay Zion fan. I was never really a true Zion fan. I could respect the spectacular moves I did. But it's amazing now because he can't even play. You have to see, in order to play, you can't keep blowing out your knees and your feet. It also doesn't help that you're 400 pounds. Anyways, um, I was never the biggest Zion Williams fan. Even when we were on Duke, I appreciated R.J. Bear more than Zion. Now, does Zion contribute a little more? Yes, but each player had their own roles. Zion took up the media, R.J. actually did the gritty gutty stuff. You guys get where I'm from with that, and we can agree to disagree, or you guys can just surrender and say I'm right. Either way, I'm right. Um, but I was always on now R.J. Barrett train. I always believed in R.J. Barrett. I've been an R.J. Barrett fan. That's why I had his rookie card. Uh, I've actually sold his a PSA 9 rookie card along with an ungraded Zion Williamson card, both for, I believe, rated rookie or was it the All-American R.J. Barrett card? It was either one, but I love that card. kind of wish I didn't sell, sold it, but kind of wish I didn't sell it. But it doesn't matter. Um, that point being said, point being that, I, I've always been a fan of R.J. Barrett. Never count him out during the Roy race. I've never count him out during his up and down swings when the Knicks were trying to get rid of him. And people are like, oh, we should trade RJ. RJ's not working out. And then people within the New York media is like, heck no. 
Why would I do that? Like, why would the Knicks do that? And they had valid points. Well, and then you had some within the organization say, maybe it's time to move on from RJ. But the Knicks are actually right by separating coach players from the front office. Because if they had their way, RJ would have been gone. And there was a lot of trade discussions. There was a lot of rumors. There was a lot of what ifs. You could trade RJ. What what could you get back? What if this happened? What if that happened? But I'm happy he stuck on stuck with RJ because in each year he's got better. So we signed a four year rookie contract extension that could be worth up to 120 million dollars. I have to get his sense. I have to see how he can earn all that money. But right now, I just want to say this. People got to give him a little more credit here. I'm going to talk about this past season, the 2021-22 season. I'm about to drop some knowledge on y'all. Let's get ready for this. RJ Barrett was second in per game, totals, and advanced stats for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle was first in all those categories. You could tell how impactful, how significantly impactful RJ Barrett is on the Knicks, for the Knicks. You could clearly see that. You had many other guys. You could have had Mitchell Robson being better. Obviously, you had Yogi's Randall being better. But you could have said, well, you could try to argue, well, they didn't have many other guys to be better uh, per game totals or advance. But I just want to say this. 2020-2021, when they finished fourth in the NBA Eastern Conference, Tom Thibodeau, 41-31, when they only played 72 games, they had Reggie Block. They had Nerlens Noel. They had Emmanuel Quickly, Derek Rose, Obi Top, and they had different guys like that. And I'm not saying these are all spectacular guys. I'm just saying that they did. But you guys get where I'm coming from, right? Julius Randle's on there. But once again, per game, second, RJ, per game. Sec, I'm sorry, totals, RJ, advance, second, RJ, Bullock came in third, Noel came in fourth, um, totals, Bullock, Noel, uh, third and fourth again for per game, Bullock, and uh, but then, then Robinson. Okay, what would have you go back to 2019, uh, 2020, yeah, where they had David Fitz. Fitzdale, who went 4-18, then they went off to Mike Miller, who went 17-27. That was just very bad for them. That was a very, that was a rookie coming out of Duke, RJ Barrett, who uh who had Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Smith Jr., uh Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis, Joyce Randall, uh, and yeah, guys like that. Per game, Barrett finished third. Total, Barrett finished second. Advanced, Barrett finished second. So, in only one instance, have we seen Barrett not finish in second. And that was dating back in 2019 for totals. So, when you look at the team, when you look at the roster and you're comparing stats, and you're looking to see who's leading the team, who's doing what, statistically, R.J. Barrett's being really good. That's without question. 
because from 2019 to 2021, R.J. Barrett has been a consistent player while improving his role offensively as a shooter. That is undeniably so. He's been consistent. I believe he's a good playmaker. I do. Because he's been consistent. Here, I'm going to pull up some stats I did this last night at 8.21 p.m. RJ Barron 2019. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com. But, uh, but RJ Barron 2019. 14.3 points. 5 rebounds. 2.6 assists. Rookie year. RJ Barron 2021. 20 points, 5.8 rebounds, 3.0 assists. Those are just the basic stats. But the reason why he got the extension is because he positively impacts. He positively impacts the team. The Knicks have valued him. And that's the reason behind them not trading him. That is the exact reason. Now. Does it go a little more in depth? Without question. Can it go a little more in depth? Beyond that? Yes. Goes beyond that scope. But to say he's been not consistent would be a far-fetched lie. To say he's not improving. You're just a final idiot who's probably a Nick hater or a RJ Bear hater. You can either hate the team, hate the player, hate both. So, and I'm also looking this up because even when he was coming out of college, going into the NBA draft, you see, and I'm looking on NBAScoutingLive.com. Love this site. I really do. Um, why? Because they're pretty spot on. They're really spot on. And this was their summary. RJ Barry is a very talented scoring wing player that can really put the ball in the hoop. Uh, then they give an example. Though he has occasionally struggled with shot selection issues, he's a vast athletic skilled scorer that could be a likely top three pick in the 2019 NBA draft. And he could end up being a very good player in the NBA. My sentiments exactly. And I just looked up this article right now. Again, that was NBAScoutingLive.com. Love the site. Go check him out. Um, I believe... He's a fantastic wing player that's just growing and growing and growing. And that helps me over the spotlight put on you. But the pressure building up throughout the media now. Everyone doubting you and painting you in a bad picture. That is not the greatest. However, he was not scrutinized for everything. Or microscope on everything. So he was able to develop naturally. And I will give Tom Thibodeau credit. He knows how to develop players. Mold them better, if you, if I may say. But here's the thing. His pros were very good score off the dribble. Excels at scoring on off-ball motion plays. Decent shooter, especially off the catch. Tremendous free throw generator. Adequate playmaker. Good rebounder. Adequate defense player. Gift athlete. Now, there's also some cons to him. But he's learned from that. He just has. He's cut, cut down on the um, turnover, being turnover prone. He has bumped up his free throws. He's, he's not really a streaky shooter. He's consistent. He's like, what, 40.4% from the field or something like that? But come on. 
RJ Barrett is the youngest Nick ever to average 20 points in a game, or I'm sorry, in a season. And that's a fun fact. Anyone that who has dismissed the talent of Barrett, um, RJ Barrett, or here, most points per game by a 21 year old in 2022. 20 points, RJ Barrett. 17 and a half, Tyrese Maxey. 16.3, Cole Anthony. Let me just say, many people forget about Cole Anthony because he plays for the Bomb Orlando Magic, who are in a rebuild mode right now. But he's not bad. I like him. He had that cool buzzer beater. Cool, right, cool game winner uh, last season. Or even in the bubble. I believe he I believe he was in the bubble. Anyways, that's electrifying. Or then... Then, on top of that, you could tell Bear has soared from his career by showing tremendous glimpses of him becoming a league two-way player, an all-star caliber player. He's going to be an all-star soon. Mark my words. Mark my words. I believe that entirely. 100%. I'm confident. I would put all my money on that. He would become an all-star. He's going to become an elite two-way player. I'm not saying he's going to become this season or next season. But he's got four years to show it. He's He does. And I just want to clarify something for you guys real quick. Um, I don't, I don't want to be mean when I say this. So I'm just pointing this out because I know sometimes people do get confused like, with the common association with two-way player. Sometimes people don't know understand what that means. Um, but a two-way player just means that they excel both the offense side of the game and the defense side of the game. So, and if you're talking about like a two-way guard, you're talking about a basketball player who can combine the attributes of a point guard and of a shooting guard. Now, there are different meanings in different sports, of course. Like I don't know what baseball is, but that was but that was coming up if you search that. But that's what I mean. But that's what people mean when he's like a two-way player. Again, Coach Thibodeau, fan side to point this out. Um, it's a great defense of mine. Delusional in some cases, but he's a great defense of mine. He can develop players. And you can tell that RJ Bear is grown. Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. He's better than David Fitzdale and whoever that Mike dude was. If it was Mike or Mill or whatever, Jill, Dill, could have, for all I know, it could have been a Dill pickle. I don't know. All I know is that those guys were bums. I I remember Dave Fitzdale wasn't the one with the glasses. Hold up, I'm about to, I'm about to do some investigative work. If I can spell Fitzdale, hold up. Yeah. He had those stupid looking glasses bigger in his face. Oh, I'm sorry. He is just not a good coach. He's not. Like, real quick, and I'm not going to try to sidetrack here, but uh, 2016-17, he started his coach career with the Memphis Grizzlies. 43-39. Okay. I don't know what happened here. I've never really um 
caught up or kept up with his coaching career, but then he was fired in 2017-18 after 19 games going 7-12. and There must have been some controversy back there. There must have been some disagreements, some heat-ups, some fire-ups, whatever. But then he goes to the Knicks. Now, it's not all of his fault the Knicks. Especially in 2018-19, where he went 17-65. And then played 20, then he coached 22 games, rather, in 2019-2020, and was 4 of 18. Now he's just some bomb assistant coach for a bomb old ragdoll Lake, Lakers. That's Anyways, so I'll give credit to Coach Tips. I do like Coach Tips. I have wanted him. The love have I've have my differences with Coach Tips. I I don't always see. I I, I don't see what everyone else sees sometimes. I guess there's a, there's a, like a New York bias. Like do I believe he should have won uh, the coachy uh, coach the year award over Monty Williams? No, because uh, Monty Williams actually had a better season, better year than uh, Coach Tom Thibodeau. And that is a fact. And I will debate anyone up on that subject right here. Right now. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just fly out, start spewing facts, and I'll just start dropping knowledge bombs on why, in that to on that topic, Monty Williams is better. 100% will. Don't test me. I will. I 100% will. But yeah. So, when you look at some of the brief historical wonderfulness, amazingness, and anything else that ends in Ness of R.J. Barry, you see that by 21-year-old last season, he had the most points per game. RJ Barrett is the youngest Nick ever to average 20 points in a season. Fun fact, y'all. He has shown tremendous glimpses of him becoming an elite two-way player, an all-star player. He has consistently improved. He has been a dominant player for his own team. And he's making big money for it. Congrats to him. Now, my friends, we're about to get into something that I've already been hinting at, poking the bear with, when you guys have a sneak peek at, or whatever they say, backstage pass, um, going behind to check the machines of a Taco Bell. I, I, don't, I don't know. I was trying to go somewhere with that, but uh, yeah, I'm just gonna start. I would start naming ramps things. I don't care. This is this is my show. If I want to talk about Taco Bell instead of R.J. Barrett, I will. But getting back, that's uh, we're getting out. Of, we're getting out of um, out of topic now. Just getting out of line. But um, but real quick, Coach Thibodeau, my guy Tom Thibodeau, was wrong in wanting to trade R.J. Barrett. I was already starting to say this. But first year head coach for the Knicks, and he actually considered the idea of trading RJ Barrett. 
He wanted a win now championship run. And who was he going to get? He wanted, even though he's my favorite, he wanted to get DeMar DeRozan. Back it up. I don't want to. I don't want to go into this too much. But RJ, age, RJ wins. What Demar's like, 31, 32, He's he's in thirties. He's thirty three. Now he's playing good basketball. He's had career high numbers and points last season. But hold on, hold on, guys. I'm not the biggest. I'm 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 a biggest. I'm a big fan of Marta Rosen. I'm not the biggest fan of him coming to the Knicks because it would never worked out. 2019 to 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Whatever. We're gonna call it 2020 for that for that year. After R.J. Barrett's rookie season, he comes rolling in. Just comes rolling in. He wanted to trade him. I don't know. Just didn't like what he saw. Front often didn't care. Told him to shut up. Never really took any of his advice seriously when it came to trade or player acquisitions or whatever. It's my fair assessment. But Coach Tibbs was wrong in wanting to trade RJ Barrett. Just was because I can see where you're coming with Demar Derozan. He was still with the Spurs, but it was never going to pan out. I believe there was going to be some issues between Julius Randle and him. I don't think it would have worked. Because, well, because you knew how Reggie Bullock, Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan. You would have had to go guys, Kevin Knox. Well, let's be honest. None of that would have actually worked. It would have never. It would have been a first round exit. Or, you know what, better yet, they would have just not even had 30 wins. And Thibodeau would have been crying from the mountaintops, from the rooftops, of getting rid of DeMar DeRozan next or something. I don't know. But you guys see where I'm getting with that. And here's what I'm going to continue to say. This coach, this dude, was wrong by RJ, and that's why he should not be involved with any front office decisions. Let him just be a defensive mind and develop players. For the sake of the Knicks. I bet. Or you know what I pray. Trust me, I'm not even a Knicks fan, but I can feel the pain. I'm an, I'm an RJ Bear fan. I couldn't see him with the Spurs. Was clear gone better? Uh probably would have tanked. Let's be honest. It's the Spurs. I seen what he got tired of playing with Coach Pop. I I really do mean that. I don't know who would want to play for Coach Pop. Greg Popovich. I would just start crying. I would retire right then and there. So that actually is my preference. I'm not the biggest fan of Coach Greg Popovich. He's statistically he's a good coach. Yeah. He's no Phil Jackson. Hmm. As for that, he's even no Steve Kerr. I'm just saying that. But there's more compelling case for Phil Jackson than there is. For um, for Greg Popovich or uh, Steve Kerr, right? But 
with that being put aside, let me just get back to this. Look, that was there was never majority of the rumors came up. It was like, oh, people are not happy within the organization. People within the organization are not happy about uh, R.J. Barrett. They they don't they wanted him, but he's not paying out the way they saw he was gonna pan out. But then they're but then when you stick long enough to it, you're like, okay, this is worth it. We have to extend him. That's what they did. And the Knicks, not Tom Thibodeau, but the front office of that organization of that franchise, committed to him, saw through, and look how it's going. Boom, bada, bang! You have a winning team who recently went to the postseason and now has a better chance because they have RJ and they're unlocking his talents. Uh, same with Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson's there. Right, but when you have RJ Barrett there, it helps. He's a top three player, a top two player on that team, and that's backed by facts and stats. And I'll get that padded. Um, that's all I gotta say about Coach Thibodeau. Nothing else I have to say about him. But now, I think it could develop this. Look. So I thought I was going to sneeze right there. Ugh. Yeah, for the, for right there, I thought I was going to... Yeah, I thought I was just going to sneeze. Huh. I hate when that happens to me. I know I'm about to get sidetracked, but I don't care. I got time. We're only at, what, the third sound mark? Yeah, I got time. But, um... I hate when I'm about to sneeze or something, and it doesn't happen, or I'm trying to be quiet... If someone's on the phone and I have to sneeze, I either leave or I just try to just hold my nose. Like, do you ever hold like, the top of your nose or where your nostrils around? You're just trying to plug them. I don't know. That 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 can be really disgusting, really fast. Me. Either way, let's get back because I am not a nostril doctor or nose doctor or whatever they call those things. Those doctors. But now, let's get back to this. The So my next point, my final point is this. The pairing of Brunson, Barry, Randall is going to be fun to watch. Now, this is not an official big free, but it is close. Whether they get Donovan Mitchell or not, they have a core free players with supporting players that can bolster them or that can boost them into the playoffs. Wait a minute. Bolster? 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 I just realized. Why in the world, for my show notes, did that get corrected to bolster? I meant boosted. That could boost them into the playoffs. But I, that didn't make any sense to me why I had bolster in there. Uh, I saw it was trying to be fancy. No, it just autocorrected. That's a pillow. I just looked that up what it was. It's a pillow. See, that's why I hate technology sometimes. Because you're always autocorrecting my stuff. Like, oh, this is better. No, we're talking about pillows or whatever it was. Seems like a long pillow. 
Long stretched out pillow for the neck. I don't know. I didn't care. I didn't read it. I just saw an image of a pillow. But yeah, they could boost him into the postseason. New York simply, undeniably, can get past the second round of the postseason with this group of guys. Here's the thing. Trading Barrett for Mitchell. You know what yeah, I'm going to say. Trading Barrett for Mitchell would have been a setback. A complete setback for the Knicks. That would never progress them. That would have set back the Knicks. Not progress them. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it again. Trust me. Randall Brunson Mitchell would not have escaped the first round. But there are many factors to prove that. You would need the likes of Bear to be in there for more firepower, for more support, and a more concrete way of getting deep into the postseason. To be honest, to make their chances of winning better, you get a third team. So let's say you do want to go down the Don Mitchell route. Let's say, okay, uh, you're, you're taking other calls with our teams. You're trying, you're trying to play those games now. Or you're seriously trying to get rid of Don Mitchell. And in the yesterday's podcast episode, which you guys should listen to again, that's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Rumble, YouTube, all of that good stuff. Um, we talked about Donovan Mitchell. We talked about how the Jazz, Utah Jazz, are determined, are motivated to trade Donovan Mitchell before the training camp period begins, before that timeline opens up, or whatever you want to call it, period of time opens up. It just happens. So, they're trying to get other teams to bite in. But now, if they want to make their chances of winning better, you get a third team, like the Lakers, and you try to get Donovan Mitchell that way. Because the pairing of Mitchell and Bear would be so complimenting and so fitting for the Knicks, they wouldn't have any problems going deep into the postseason. Because here's the thing. The Knicks are in an amazing position to go out and trade for Donovan Mitchell because while they still have all these different assets to make another move and form a team that could draw on another superstar, they wouldn't need to do that because if they just get Donovan Mitchell without sacrificing other core players, they would already be in title contention. They got tons of assets, so they're not worried about that. But now, if you're like, oh, just a heck with um, Donovan Mitchell, we don't want him, we don't need him. Fine, fine. You could rip out some Knicks fans' heart, don't care. But if you relied upon the top three players you have currently in your possession, it would be fun and very effective and efficient. I believe that. This will be a solid, under-the-radar type big free. It would make New York great again. Wow. I believe we heard a similar phrase like that in the past. Huh. But, um, yeah, you would just... You would make watching the Knicks enjoyable game. It would be fun. And you better hope that Jalen Brunson does something for you. Like, puts in a lot of 30 points per game, 20, 30 points per game because of the tampering issues you guys got caught up in. That was pretty easy when it was announced an hour before. Thanks, Shams. Or Shams, however you say your name. And Woj. But, uh, yeah. So, whether they get Donovan Mitchell or not, 
or they were in a good position to go after a title, or at least getting past the second round into the Western into the Western Western Conference or Eastern. Is it? Oh, brain break. Oh, are they? Trying to figure out. Please, are they? This is so sad. I forgot the Knicks were in the East or the West. So I, I saw, I, I was saying the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns popped in my mind, I'm like, oh, Western. But now, of course, everything is just all skewed. Oh, ho, ho, which conference, I'm supposed to get the sports guy here, is the New York Knicks in? Come on, Google. Eastern Conference. Yeah, someone's got to remove that from this show. That's just embarrassing. But yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. I'm a huge fan of RJ Barrett. I think the Knicks are going to be solid under him. He's going to have a lot of good guys around him. So whether they get Donovan Mitchell or not, doesn't matter. Um, but we're going to see some cool things. It's going to be fun. This big free S type team, while they're not officially labeled as that, at least from what I saw, they're going to be fun to watch. And on the next podcast episode come Friday, we're going to break down, if that didn't already come out, trade, uh, potential trades you can do about... Um, about different scenarios that the uh, the Jazz and Knicks can do try to get a third team, a fourth team, or go one on one, but most likely a third team. I think it has to be a third team. To be real with y'all, just, just putting it right there, putting it out there. But it's gonna be good. I'm gonna come out with those mock trades very soon, right? I just am. I'm excited for that. So Friday's edition is going to be fun. I hope between now and then, which is only two days, that none of this Don Mitchell stuff gets out. I think it's going to take right up, or at least close enough to the trade on. Not trade on, um, training camp deadline. At least that's deadline they put out for themselves. But I truly do believe that because I think they're going to get the deal done. But I hope that doesn't get done because I want to put my trade options out there, my trade scenarios, my mock trades, because sometimes I'm right with my assessments, sometimes I'm not. Now, I know the players are going to be involved, but you guys are going to have to see, because I have a pretty good uh, understanding of, well, hey, I, I, I pretty understand which players are going to be involved. You guys are going to have to wait for that. Um, again, you can hit me up on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, or wherever else I'm located, or on the podcast, or the Courts Heat text line. All that's going to be in the show notes down below. I am pretty much wrapping up this podcast. Why? 
because I am pretty much all for my points because the RJ Barrett extension absolutely proves that the Knicks always had faith in him and wanted him want to have him in the long term. Because statistically and non-statistically, he has proven that time in and time out. And it doesn't matter what coaching has to say, what players have to say, the front is trusting him and he's just exploding and exploring all that stuff. So I'm excited. Um Friday, we're gonna keep talking about this. We're gonna I already told you what's gonna happen Friday, but we're gonna keep talking about it. We're gonna keep talking about exciting topics. If anything comes up in the news cycle, we will cover that extensively. But until then, guys, I'm going to sign off. I'll see y'all Friday. This is going to be up by NEM. Enjoy your Tuesday. Do something on your day. Uh, I guess if you're not working or if you are working something. I was about to say the day of rest, but that's Sunday. But even then, what does that really mean for people? They're always going. Anyways. Until then, guys, I will see you uh, this upcoming Friday. Enjoy your days. Content's going to be coming out like crazy. Again, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Rumble, YouTube. Podcast is going to be everywhere, and it's going to be electrifying. Peace out, y'all. I'll see y'all Friday.